sheer disclaimer. You may hear ghetto girl snacks, black girl pops, or vocal fry. Put your seatbelts on and get ready for the ride. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Sheer Moments, the podcast with Ash Janelle. And you have made it to episode six. Once again, you made it to episode six. And it is so great to be having another discussion with you guys. So today, today's topic is kind of personal for me Um, as most may know or people who listen to this podcast I am an artist um I'm a trained actor so artistry creativeness um all of that stuff is like near and dear to my heart uh, so today I wanted to discuss artistic responsibility what do we do with our platforms and, and, and for me this is um, a conversation of uh, when my platform becomes something that people want to look at. Uh, what does what does what what does my platform say about me? Um, what am I trying to express? What do I want to manifest with that platform? Uh, things of that nature. So I'm going to take a look at a couple of scenarios. And I'm going to share those with you and you can begin to ask questions about like what type of platforms do we want to see with our artists? Um, Are our artists having uh, authentic platforms and authentic responsibilities? Have we taken uh, artistic responsibilities too far, too extreme? Um, And have our artists been responsible? So let's um, go through the scenarios and discuss them. Okay, number one. <laughs> we all know about this particular uh, running in between Van Lathan of TMZ and Kanye West. And so Kanye West, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase, Kanye West, uh, we know is a Chicago uh, rapper. I'm from the Shy, raised in the Shy. Um, and we know he has evolved. Now, this is what I want to make a disclaimer. Kanye, this, I think this is where we all clash. We say Kanye is not the conscious guy from registration, late registration, I'm sorry, and college dropout. But the truth of the matter is, as humans, we all have the right to evolve, regardless of whether we agree, whether we don't agree, um, whether we finger stamp or, you know, all of that or give validation to a person's growth or point or topic or perspective. Uh, We all have the right to grow. 
Okay. So now that we have that out of the way, uh, so we graduate from this guy um, who is saying George Bush don't like black people to Barack Obama ain't do nothing for Chicago. Now, let me interject. Um, Kanye has Donda's house. If I'm correct, he still has it. And Ron Fest and his wife run um, this uh, artistic space for new up and coming artists, uh, giving them a place to manifest their gifts and to express them. Uh, however, my question is, what else has he done? What else has he done? Because the truth of the matter is now this is not about Barack Obama, most definitely. But. Um. Barack Obama wasn't just Chicago's president. Barack Obama was the United States of America's president. Okay. And let's fast forward to basically Kanye saying that 400 years of slavery was a choice. Now, me and my girls, my best friends, we have discussed such things. And, you know, we all agree and disagree on certain points, blah, blah, blah. Um, but let's just say Kanye for me doesn't know how to properly display his artistic responsibility Kanye has diarrhea of the mouth he just does it it, it just it just comes out it, it just comes out now do I think that he meant what he said. Yes. I think the way that he could have expressed it was our people were shackled. They were in slavery physically, but obviously they weren't just in slavery physically. They were in slavery mentally. But let's just say the things that our ancestors went through. How could you not be in mental bondage? You know, some of some of the slave owners were beating them until they bled. Some of the slave owners were raping their wives, raping their sisters, their daughters, um, putting up bags over their heads and blindfolding them and making them have sex with women. And when they take the blindfolds off, they find out that it's their sister or their mother or their cousin. How could you not be in mental bondage from that? Now, do I think that we have to find a way not to perpetuate it in this day and have new perspectives? Yes, but I think that it is a very sensitive subject and it is a very sensitive um, thing to say. Uh, I think it's a, just a very sensitive topic, period. And the question is, when is it not going to be sensitive? When is it not going to be sensitive? And... Once again, I'm, I'm going to say this. Thank God for Van Lathan. Like he made a Kanye accountable. And, and I think that's the 
that's the real thing. Like we have to make our artists accountable for the things that they do with the things that they say in public. Now, it ain't nothing that we can do if your private conversation becomes public. I don't know what to do with that. But he was in a public arena and made a public comment and he was made accountable for that public comment. So question, <laughs> what is Kanye doing with his artistic responsibility? Is he handling it right? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> next, number two. <sighs> hey, you know what? Let's not go to number two. Let's add insult to injury. You got Lil Wayne saying that he has never really experienced racism. Now, the problem with this is this. Is that he probably hasn't. But do you take your artistic platform to say that to your fans who have experienced racism? Where is the heart, the conscience? Does artistic responsibility have anything to do with heart? I'm just, you guys, I'm just raising valuable questions that we really need to think about. So number two, huh? Number two, Nina Simone, biopic with Zoe Salzana. So I have not seen this movie. I've seen the trailer. Um, and I happen to be listening to Denzel is the best actor ever, period, which is a podcast. And I hear Issa Rae and the two hosts talking about Nina Simone's biopic that has Zoe Saldana in it. And I rush, I rush to YouTube to figure out what they talking about. Because Issa Rae is saying Shorty looks like a puppet. And I'm like, wait, she looks like a what? My bad, not a puppet. She looked like a Muppet. I said, whoa, daddy. Something's wrong. I get on YouTube and y'all the preposterousness that I experienced when I looked at that screen. I mean, it was unbelievably just, oh, Nina's, oh, Jesus Christ. Zoe Saldana, let me, let me just bring um, a disclaimer in the building. Zoe Saldana is a is a really good actress. She's a very, very good actress. She's good at what she does. She knows how to be in the moment, vulnerable, all the above. She's ferocious when she needs to be ferocious. Like she she knows her stuff. And if we're all correct. Back in the day. White people will put black paint on their faces. Y'all, I'm so sad to say this. 
Zoe Saldana put brown paint on her face to simulate Nina Simone. Now, Zoe Saldana is of African-American descent. She's of Latina descent. Um, and she also has some more like European things in her bloodline DNA. But why would a black woman or a woman of, of African descent do something like that? That's just my question. Um, and, and she was very passionate. Like one thing I can say when I was watching some of it, her mannerisms were right. She her her her. Um, some of the things that she did was right. How she moved her physicality was right. But did it take and, and let's just keep it real. You have Denzel Washington playing Malcolm X. Malcolm X is light-skinned as so all get out. But when you saw Denzel Washington, did you say, you know what, Denzel, mm -mm, this is not going to work because Malcolm X is light-skinned. No, nobody said that. Like, he captured the spirit, the physicality, um, the everything about this man. He made it authentic to him. When we looked at uh, what's love got to do with it, we ain't say, you know what? Angela, um, sorry, you don't look just like Tina. No, Angela had the legs and the arms and the movements and, and, and the voice and the diction. I mean, I, there was not a moment that I looked at Angela Bassett and was like, oh, that's Angela Bassett. When I was a kid, I was like, oh my God. I thought that was Tina Turner, y'all. Cause I don't want you, I don't want you, I don't want you, I don't want you. I'm telling you that I, there was not a time that I thought anything was different about this woman. Like she did a superb job. What happened to taking the spirit, the physicality, the diction? What happened to the study being enough? Why does she have to have a brown face? So you, a, a light-skinned woman went and got a brown face painted. I mean, her whole body was brown. Nose was brown. It, it was, I just hated it. I hated it. I hated it. And I think it was a, a very strong misuse of artistic responsibility. And I got it. She probably looked up to her. She probably enjoyed her blackness in the midst of whiteness um, of that time. I, she probably um, was empowered by her. But why wouldn't her songs and her words and all of that be more empowering, empowering than trying to physically look like her? It, it was it's just it wasn't working, y'all. It wasn't working. Uh, it's to add a little bit to that. So <laughs> Zoe Saldana called herself, I guess, defending her choice. And she has. Um, and you have a lot of black actresses that just didn't agree with the, the brown face. Um, but one day on Twitter, I guess Zoe Saldana called herself quoting. 
uh, Nina Simone and Nina Simone's people clapped back. Okay. And Kylie told her <laughs> that what she said was cool, but don't ever speak Nina Simone's name ever again. That's what happens when we are not authentic, you guys. So, I mean, it is. Did did Zoe display her art, artistic responsibility and platform in the right way? Y'all come up with y'all own thing. Number three. So. Childish Gambino. I got. Ooh. So y'all, he came out with a bomb.com video. This is America is the bomb. I think I'm saying it right. And when I tell you this guy is talented actor, rapper, performer, singer, like he does his thing. By the way, I have not watched ATL. Um, and I tried to watch the first one, but it just wasn't resonating. So. It was pretty bomb. Like the video, I love the subliminal messages. I love it. Was it just has so much imagery and so it, it was amazing. I, I really did love it. I love the provocative uh, nature of the video. Um, it, it is so provoking, so moving. Um, but then people had something to say about Childish Gambino's whole like ordeal with his baby mom, his girlfriend, who he has um, two kids that y'all, I just want y'all to disclaim holiness is still right. Um, and people were basically felt some type of way because or was kind of saying like it, he was kind of hypocritical blah 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 because of the fact that he has a white partner I, I, I'm undecided not really let me take that back I'm not undecided is this a case of artistic responsibility slash platform going too far? He he clearly had um explained um, his position that he loves the black women and he loved the way that they look, but he just none of the black women that he wanted was attracted to him. Now, if we look at Childish Gambino, he reminds me of me just, you know, that weird artistic geeky kid you know just doing his thing just trying to he was paved away for himself he created a way um for his his platform to be seen um and it's different. There's a different connotation that happens when you set out to say, I don't want black women because that like this is not what happened. He basically said, I like black women. I think y'all attractive, but y'all ain't really attracted to me. So what y'all want the brother to wait for the perfect black woman? He, he just was like, 
probably loving old girl for who she was and he was loving her for this is just a scenario he she was loving him for who he was and, and it worked y'all it ain't that deep <laughs> i think this is a case where where our people just are going too extreme and i get it like we be feeling like the white women is snatching our men you know but let's just keep it real like can't nobody be snatched if they don't want to be snatched the end on that one number four <laughs> so this one is a little bit different um i decided to kind of like go out of my usual around like arena of podcasts because usually i'm listening to like entrepreneurial stuff i'm listening to like my lead teal and um uh, super soul and you know stuff like that but i've been kind of like trying to get out of my like usual like thing and just like loosen up listen to different stuff so i'm listening to like this crime podcast and i was listening to the new york times and podcasts and all kind of stuff and i'm listening to this other crime podcast i forgot the name of it and they're telling this story about this guy named olatosin adewale once again, his name is Olatosin Adewale. And Olatosin is Nigerian. Olatosin was raised in America. And he was raised in St. Louis. Now, what I think is quite, quite interesting is how this story unfolds. Olatosin... <laughs> Uh, went to grammar school in America. Then his parents sent him to boarding school. In his elementary years, he absolutely fell in love with rap music. And he knew, you know, this was a way that he wanted to express himself. He wanted to be a rapper, blah, blah. So he goes overseas and, you know, he meets all these other people kids from new york and the east coast and the west coast you know and they all love and rap together and blah, blah blah and then for college he comes home and he goes to southern illinois university better known as siu and so because he's from st louis the college wasn't that far from where he lived great so He's in college and he's still he's still writing these raps, still writing these raps, still writing these raps. And um, he sees this Law and Order episode and I'm going to paraphrase this. Um, he sees this Law and Order episode and on the, this particular episode, you can hear him explaining in the interview. Um, there was a couple that was live and then somebody came in and was like holding them hostage and people didn't know whether it was a real live blog or it was actually really happening and it made it inspired him to write a rap about society and what was happening in this particular episode blah 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 and uh, once again i'm paraphrasing um he had a note i don't want to say he had a note but he had wrote a rap like um, if you don't give me this amount of money, it's going to be uh, another shooting like here, whatever he was saying. 
it, it whatever this rap was, it was a violent rap. It suggested other things. And also he has somehow got into like selling guns and stuff online. It was something that he was doing to get extra money or whatever he was doing. So on the other side, well, let, let me go back. He has his he has a car and he leaves his car like on this side of this road or wherever he was because he was saying like I'm a struggling um, college student. I didn't have gas or whatever. I was going to have money at the end of the week. I was going to come back and get my car and fill up my tank. Well, somehow the police had checked this car. And there were clothes in there in the back seat, a gun and those rap lyrics. They go into his home and they arrest him. And dude is like, you know, I'm in a he he's in the uh, uh, the what fraternity is it? If I'm going to it's Iota. And, you know, they're explaining like. Everybody in our fraternity either raps, produces, sings, you know, that's kind of what brings us together. And he's writing these rap lyrics, you know, he wrote these rap lyrics. And when they arrested him, he like, I just need to call my dad. Just let me call my dad, blah, blah, blah. So one of his friends comes to the jail to meet him up there and to see him. And he's telling him, like, I don't know what this is about, blah, blah, blah. And his friend says, Remember them lyrics that you wrote? He's like, yeah. He's like, that's what this is about. They think you a terrorist. So they took those rap lyrics that this boy wrote and they misinterpreted it <laughs> as a terrorist threat. He calls his father and his father um contacts a lawyer so Olatosin is thinking yo this case is finna be over I ain't got nothing else to say da, 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 blah 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 he ends up in jail for attempted terrorist threats now remind you ah, Olatosin is like I didn't even know it was such a thing shoot I didn't even know it was such a thing who has ever heard of an attempted terrorist threat Yes, that is what the guy experienced. So he's sitting in jail. And finally, if I'm correct, he was able to appeal his case. And he ended up getting out. But look at what he had to go through. Because of a rap. That he wrote. So this man is being martyred <laughs> for rap. He paid the cost for a responsibility and a platform that he didn't even know he had. He literally did not know that he had. So on the other hand, why didn't any of the rappers that he looked up to or 
any rapper for that sake. Go to bat for him. Somebody could have used their artistic responsibility and their artistic platform to go to bat for this guy. Let me see. What rappers are from St. Louis? Nelly. I mean, anybody could have stood up for the guy. Anybody. There was a time and, and this is the difference. There is a difference between the. How can I say the artist of our time and the artist of our parents time and the artist of our grandparents time? There was a time when though the artists of our parents time and the artists of our grandparents time, they were going through some of the same things as the people that that was listening to their music. Now, were they feeling emotions? Do I think that our artists feel some of the emotions that we feel or feel emotions, period? Yes. But the artists of that day of, of the day of our grandparents, they were going through segregation, just like the people that were listening to their um, CDs or their uh, records. You know, the boxers were still going through some of the same stuff. Jackie Robinson had to go through the kitchen like he had to go through the back door. It's different. It's, there is a difference. The 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 artists of our grandparents, they actually had to experience their money could not buy them out of their um social economic status or their blackness or it couldn't buy them out of anything. So they had a reason to stand up. They had a reason to use their artistic responsibility for the good of the people that were following them, for the good of the people that were buying their records, the good of the people who were um, buying their tickets, the good of the people that were coming to see them box like Muhammad Ali or coming to see their movies like Harry Belafonte. They had a reason. I just. I'm grieved. At what our artists use their artistic responsibility for. And I'm grieved. At the obsession that we have. At the new shoes, the new clothes, the new car that they just got, the new baby they just had. Art used to be a staple. And art used to reflect the times. Now, do we have some great artists that are using their artistic responsibility? Yes, we do. Chance the Rapper. Yes, we do. Drake. Yes, we do. Oprah. Yes, we do, Beyonce. Yes, we do, Rihanna. I mean, we, we do have artists that are using their artistic, artistic responsibility for the right reasons. Yes, we do, Jennifer Lewis. I mean, Jennifer Lewis is just bomb. Just, pfft, duh, she's the best. And question, are we really holding our artists accountable for the things that they say and they do? But I think 
that's hard. Because then we would have to be accountable for the things that we say and we do. Most of all, I just want to leave you with how will you use your platform? How will you tackle your responsibilities? Well, we have come to the end of our podcast of episode six, and it was so great having another discussion. Thank you so much for listening. And if any of this resonates with you, um, if any of these topics resonate with you, please like, please share, please subscribe. Um, it will be greatly appreciated. You can find me on Instagram at I am Ash Janelle. Once again, at I am Ash Janelle. There is also a Share Moments, the podcast with Ash Janelle on Facebook. Once again, Share Moments, the podcast with Ash Janelle on Facebook. And I just I really look forward to episode seven. I'm trying to really get these episodes pushed out, ready to go. And it's a lot of work uh, writing, producing, editing your own podcast. But it is so worth it to talk to you and, you know, to express perspective. And once again, I promise to be real, to be vulnerable, to tell the truth and to live in the moment. See you next time.